I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and macabre murders from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales of Bittell. And it's episode 109. Oh, well remembered. Well remembered I looked I it up but moments ago. How very organised you are. It is an episode. It is an episode of a number. It is another week, another week with the Poisoner's Cabinet. Rejoice. Hurrah for all things. Everyone has been on tenterhooks all week. Have they? Well, yes, our dear fans do wait every every oh, right, Friday okay. rolls no, around. No, no particular reason, just waiting for us. Yeah, I thought there was a big thing going on. No, the big thing is the boys' the big, cabinet. The big, the big thing is us. <laughs> we are the big thing. <laughs> You'd wander into your own big celebration, going, "Oh, is it? Oh, it's me. Oh, it's all about oh, it's me. me. It's me, is it?" <laughs> you would do that, and oh, you'd yeah. like in a fabulous outfit and tiara down a staircase, going, "Oh." Was it me? Is it all for me? Is it all for me? Oh, prepared for a fabulous event about me. <laughs> How are you, Nick? I'm fine. I'm fine. As long as it's all about me. Everything's about you. Everything's about me. Marvellous. Sadly, <laughs> slightly self-conceited. That's not quite the vibe I usually go for. But okay. It's not the vibe you usually go for, because normally you start the episode with a pre-cocktail cocktail of Negroni. You've started it, and we both have started it today, with a white wine. With so white think- wine. Mainly because I drank all the Campari over the weekend. Oh, dear. So there's no Negronis to be had. So we do have basic white bitch juice How dare you today. call it basic white bitch juice? It's very fancy juice. Oh, is it very fancy juice? Very, look. <laughs> it's a Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. From Chile, a Chilean Sauvignon Blanc. (laughs) Very fancy. (laughs) It's complex, crisp, and fucking refreshing, I'll have you know. Well, you never know when that white wine's going to detonate, do you? (laughs) And? He's waving the bottle at me, people. (laughs) Can you? Can you taste the fucking difference, can you? (laughs) Bet you bloody can. Um, All right, I'm going to sample it now. Now I've been put on the spot. Taste it! Taste the difference! Jesus Christ. Yes, that is wine. This is wine. Well done. It's creamy. It's full of uh, wine. But it's a lovely wine. It's a delightful wine. It's a this lovely wine. Buckle in, people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a number two wine, apparently. I may end up being beaten to death with that bottle. Yeah. Complex and elegant. <laughs> really reading. Ripe <laughs> tropical fruits. Goes with pasta and poultry. Did you bring any pasta or poultry? Did you provide any pasta and poultry? No, I, brought, I provided the wine. You brought out a bottle. If I, you come to my house, there's an array of foods for you. Yeah, well, Next you're a glass of water. <laughs> You should learn. 
<laughs> bring your own pasta and poultry. All right, I'll whip up some pasta and poultry. Extra, there's pasta in there. Go for it. Go on, is get there? on with it. What dried or yeah. cooked? Oh, oh good. Well, okay, I'm, okay. Let's just establish that while you're making the cocktail, but you'll barely make, which will just be more white wine. I'm feeling. I'm whipping up a fucking pasta Alfredo. Pretty much, yeah. And not just... even a thank you will come my way, will yeah, it? You might have to go get the chicken though. <laughs> I've not thought this through. No, good. Not ahead. Any poisonings this week, Nick? <laughs> The, the wine. The wine. The wine has done things to you, Nick. Where is our sweet, lovely Nick? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Rude poisoning. My heart. My heart was poisoned. <laughs> Marvellous. Well, speaking of being doused in white wine and then poisoning your friends' hearts, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Yes, we're sure. So thank you very much this week to Christina Everett. And to Rowan. Yeah, thank, thank you much. very much. You lovely, lovely, sexy, sexy Patreon subscribers. You're very beautiful people. It's very lovely over on Patreon at the moment. We had some Irish tales of mystery this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yes. Apparently, there was a gasp. I don't remember the gasp. It was a big gasp. Big gasp, but I need to re- listen to it back because I don't recall that. Apparently, it scared some cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when I, d- I d- revealed the twist in one of the tales. You you really gasped. Did I? You were like, oh, I did not see that coming. Was <gasps> coming. Gasp. You dropped your handkerchief. I did. You clutched your pearls. But Patreon is a wonderful, wonderful place. We also have a new series that is due to come out on Patreon very soon with some video content starring Mr. Nick himself. It's mainly me getting progressively more drunk as the videos go on and who wouldn't want to see that it's gold it's all gold it is yes if you're interested in getting more of the poisonous cabinet each week all you need to do is sign up to patreon it is but five dollars a month for a new episode every week plus lots of bonus content and extra frivolity from the wonderful community that's on there i was looking at that we've got almost a hundred extra episodes i mean if that's not worth a fiver what is? And it's completely flexible, so you can join, you can come back, you can do whatever you need to to get your poisonous cabinet fix. Well, Nick. Mm. Well, should we swallow wine? We, well, Nick. Well, no, Nick. I'm just drunk at all. I just <laughs> necked it. I was going for a sophisticated kind you of swelling of wine. Okay, right, right. Fill the glass, fill the glass. <laughs> Nick downed his. Yeah, I downed my glass and went, Whoa, lads, white wine. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Whoa, tannins, tannins. <laughs> She's got legs. <laughs> Elegant and refreshing, that is, my lad. It is. The viticulture, you can tell. Whoa, nick me old fucker. <laughs> nick me old dog and bone. Have you just called me a phone? Yep. Yep. I, I see you and your cockney rhyming slang are, are well acquainted. I don't speak a cockney. Yeah, apparently not. You just call me a phone. Well, Nick. Nick. Are you ready? No. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Put the wine down. Put the wine down. Okay. I feel a cocktail after this might be a bad idea. <laughs> or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. Okay. Can I drink more wine? I'm quite liking this. Wine could be poison for you. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, well, I think we'll go with the first I one. Don't know. But there may be some melding of the two ideas together. This bodes well. I'm going to go with the first one. <laughs> Things will happen. Yeah, I'll just follow along. Mm. Every week, as you know, dear listeners, we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by... I'm sorry. I'm still holding the wine glass. You are. Very... Holding court. <laughs> I haven't had a drink yet. <laughs> just swirling it around. Yes. As you know, dear listeners, every week. Yeah, but everyone else in the room is very impressed. <laughs> That's not a good idea. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavour our cocktail of the week. My story this week, so my pick, and this week's secret ingredient is... Mm. Bees! Bees! I'm covered in bees! Covered in bees! Covered in bees! 
bees. A friendly bee. Oh, the bee sting hurts so much. So many bee puns. So many bee puns. So many bees. Bees. I like my women like I like my coffee. Comedy bees. (laughs) The friendly bee. The honey bee. The worker bee. The various other kind of bees. Bumble. Bumblebees. The bumblebees. The buzzy bees. The fuzzy bees. (laughs) The buzzy bee. The The fuzzy bee. The fuzzy bees. The buzzy bees. The fuzzy wuzzy wuzzy bees. And all the others. And all the other bees. <laughs> etc. etc. Now, bees are a delicacy in certain countries. You can have them as a crunchy snack. Uh, really? Yeah. Have you just made that up? No, you can eat bees. No, you've just well, watched... why would a... you eat crickets? You've just, you you just any... watched an episode of Black Books. <laughs> it's not a documentary. I thought it was a documentary. It looks like a documentary of our lives. <laughs> oh, did I eat all your bees? No, I've never heard of people eating bees. I bet you bloody can eat bees. I'm sure you can. Be- back me up, people. I'm, I'm not sure, going to look I'm, it up. <laughs> I'm sure you could eat a bee. You could eat... <laughs> you could eat... I could eat this table if I was so inclined. But I feel like it's true. Yeah, you feel like a lot of stuff's true. I products. know, yeah. And that's... And I just say it with conviction, mate. <laughs> Suddenly bees are being eaten left, right and centre. Mm. But with bee as the ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> what have you come up with? So, well, the first thing I went through my head was, ooh, I can make a bee's knees. But I thought, oh, we've already had that. We've already had that. Mm, that one. So that mm. put a pay to that one. Then I thought, there are a number of other bee-based cocktails out there. Oh, okay. um, well, bee-named. Bee I, I did come across a fuzzy bee, um, but Ooh. it looked weird, so I don't, I don't want to do that. But then I thought, what is the main thing people know about bees? Well, well they make honey and spiders make gravy. Precisely. So I thought I would stick with the honey side of things. Oh, you're going with the honey? So I went with the honey thing. Okay. And I thought, there are lots of cocktails out there that make honey. Oh, they include honey, rather. They don't make honey. <laughs> Not cocktails that make honey. <laughs> cocktails make honey. Cocktails Spiders make, make gravy. <laughs> Earwigs make chutney. Yes. <laughs> the whole thing continues. Absolutely. But no, not many cocktails that include honey. So I've gone for a honey-based cocktail. Okay. But this one is not bee-based. Okay. We're having a honey badger. What? 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 We're having a honey badger cocktail. No. It's got honey in it, and that's what comes from bees. If I, I, I can't even start with this. What? Oh, God. <laughs> honey badger. You can't, you can't pull out. I'm going to choke to death. I'm sorry. Choking out my own rage. The outrage. The outrage coming out here. Okay, no. I know that honey badgers sometimes go and get the honey, but it's it's a bee. And bee. it's honey. You can't then take it to another species of a honey badger, which is far removed from a bee. But they all like honey. They, so, what? She's really annoyed. I think this... Mm, mm, mm. I think this is, this, is, this is a step too far, Nick. Oh, oh. You've crossed a line. <laughs> crowbarred that in you had a lot of other honey things you could have done i'm sure i like the look of this one i bet you had another idea then you had that white wine and then you thought you know what really annoys really annoys what will hurt okay well i'm having a honey badger sinead is having a glass of honey i'm okay with that okay good okay so with a honey badger well love a honey badger so i'll forgive you a tiny bit oh how kind i am intrigued so i think it is time for us to uh to sachet into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm so we'll see you in a minute i'll see you in a bit And we're back. Hello. <laughs> oh, Nick. You made a cocktail. You I- failed in your duty of making a lovely pasta dish. I just threw bits of pasta at you, so I thought that was much the same. Much the same. Tis what they do in the old country. <laughs> but what we do have, very beautiful, yes. honey badger. Honey badger. Belies the name, for they are vicious. Yeah. They absolutely fuck shit up. I love them. <laughs> they do. Ooh. And it's it's garnished, Nick. Yes, I know. I got fancy. This is garnished with uh, a sprig of rosemary. Sprig of rosemary. Have you plucked it from your own garden? Yes, absolutely. Did you? No. Oh. I thought you had rosemary. I bloody planted oh, it, you rosemary. It died a long time ago. 
<laughs> symbolic of our friendship, isn't it? But everything, everything, rosemary. everything I love dies. <laughs> that rosemary was like a brother to me. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, good. Okay. <laughs> well, it looks very nice. Nice long drink. I see. I think it's important that we have a nice long drink. Oh, uh, a little smell. Ooh. Okay. It's got a... Oh, wait a minute. I smell something. You smell something. Listen, I, do you I smell hope, something? <laughs> I, hope, I hope you do smell something. Okay, right. Well, my nose is blocked most of the time, so I'm no judge for smell. I don't know. But you, okay. you sounded terrified by that. I, or, I thought or, I smelled something. Not so- terrified, but concerned and anxious. I thought I smelled something medicinal. Maybe my nose is weird. Well, let's dive in. Okay, okay. maybe it's the rosemary throwing me. Okay, Merry Try Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> something in that Ooh, wow that is very citrusy and i can taste honey oh that's good mm, like sharp that. sharp bracing there's something in there though something there, there are several <laughs> there are ingredients there are in fact several somethings i don't know i don't know whether it's that thing where you think you smell something and then you think you taste it all the time <laughs> um it's a really citrusy sharp drink yeah i like that <laughs> I don't know. I'm suspicious of what you've done. Why are you suspicious? I'm, I'm, Do you like it? Do you not like I it? Do, this is why you're asking me too many open-ended questions. <laughs> I feel like there's something medicinal in you there. You only like I'm it like, if you know what's in it. No, I I don't know if I like it because there is a medicinal thing behind it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm just suspicious. So you like it if it's not bad. <laughs> you should have been a lawyer, sir. <laughs> Can't say it's not bad. It's perfectly delightful, but I can't say if I like it because I don't know what's in it. No, it's it's a it's a it's a cocktail of two extremes. It's incredibly citrusy at the start and sweet, which is nice. Then there's an there's an aftertaste. There's something that I'm not sure about. I don't know. I don't. I I generally don't know. I'm very confused. I'm very oh, confused. This, this, and, this, and I like thrown. this. I like thrown. this. <laughs> don't know I've, what's happening. I've befuddled the Sinead. It's really extreme. Is it no, really? Well, not like a spirit forward. It's not a spirit forward <laughs> drink. The the citrusy sweetness at the start is really strong, which I normally like. But then it sort of gives way, and then there's something that sort of peers round the corner at you, like uh, 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 uh. it may be nothing. It may be the bloody rosemary, but I'm not sure about it. I'm not willing to commit. <laughs> All right, talk us through it, Nick. I need to know. I need to know what's <laughs> happening to me. You can't keep me in the dark like this. Well, all I have to say is, damn you and your taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> you gaslighting motherfucker. <laughs> so it is a base of bourbon. B- what? So really? it's bourbon. Yep, absolutely. Again with the bourbon and so the So again lemon. with the bourbon. Bourbon. Uh, lemon juice. Absolutely. And I've also... Lemon. It called for lemon bitters. I don't have any lemon bitters, but I did have the uzu bitters that I bought in the ah, States very good, when I was very there. Nice. So I thought, ah, oh, another citrusy flavour, so chuck those in. Mm. And it seemed to work very well. Honey, obviously. Honey. Ginger. Ginger. That's where all that, that front tastes... So it's getting that bit of, a, bit, of a, bit of a twang going on there. Yeah. Also... Yellow chartreuse. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and you gave nothing away, but you say damn my taste buds. I say bless my taste buds for protecting me. But you, you liked it. There is the alarm bell. It's going off my head. It's a warning sign. That's what it's built in. There's the chartreuse <laughs> warning bell that goes. Don't proceed any further. I think I think you could smell it from the start. I th- I thought it was going to be too because like bourbon, lemon, ginger, honey. That is generally a very sort of medicinally type mm. thing. So I thought it was going to be overly 
he- heavily in that direction. Yeah. I don't think it is at all. I think the citrus is enough that it, it cuts through all that. And I mean, everyone knows how much I love chartreuse in any colour. And I think it really adds something very lovely. So I definitely think I want to make this again. One for you, I'll try it without the chartreuse. To be honest, third sip or fourth sip I've had there, a little like a Negroni, it's mellowed a lot. Yeah. The complexity of flavours really works together well, I think it's absolutely one. beautiful that's a really clever drink you put down that glass and I was like okay it's going to be gin lemon, lemon honey yeah. and something weird is in there but the bourbon and lemon it mm. really works you would not think bourbon and lemon yeah. you know what it tastes like the perfect cold remedy I'm, I'm hoping it's a bit more than that <laughs> no like it's in the hot toddies I make yeah. that's the sort of thing that I would make I'd right. make bourbon and a shed load of ginger and loads of honey and lemon, all the good things. Mm. And then maybe something medicinal to throw in there, because like <laughs> Jaeger or something, you'd go, oh, just screw it. Okay, I need to be able to breathe again. Maybe yellow chartreuse is the one. See, you go for Jaeger, yellow chartreuse, they are of the same family. They are, they are. They are of the same family. So yeah, but no, I, I think this is more than just a medicinal drink. Definitely, This one, yeah. I would be more than happy to have this of an evening. Recently, in the past, God knows how many episodes, we've had a lot of very spirit forward um sort of just very neat booze drinks mm. and things and this is nice because it's on the rocks and it's a bit more of a longer drink yeah so it's it's going down very quickly so it's not gonna last that long um <laughs> but it's not quite as punchy as some of the other ones we've had recently i will give you that that is one i would drink hurrah i would i would drink through it drink through it drink through, i mean i mean <laughs> i didn't mean to yeah. say that but out of the mouth of babes <laughs> i mean don't force yourself <laughs> It is a really good cocktail, yeah, good and one. you've made me a many a chartreuse cocktail, <laughs> and through no fault of the chartreuse, I will admit, and through no fault of your own, Nick, tiny bit where you're trying to torture me, the chartreuse often comes through far too heavy. I, I think mainly through fault of your own internal prejudices. <laughs> um. Quite possibly, but it works. It does, ba- <laughs> and it balances well. out after a few sips, actually, so I'll give you that. So. Am, I, am I forgiven for the honey badger <laughs> on the bee episode? You know what? It's appropriate for honey badger, because a honey badger surprises you when it comes out. <laughs> I don't know what description that yeah, was. Honey badgers, they go, rawr, uh, the end. <laughs> with their army of bees behind them. <laughs> well, with our honey badgers firmly in hand, you're gripping it tightly to your chest. A honey badger in one hand, glass wine in the other. <laughs> Would you like a story, Nick? Oh, yes. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Today, Nick, we have a tale that might just prove what we've always said on this show. Mm. The doctors really are the greatest poison of them all. <laughs> okay, I think it's well established. This one, if ever, is going to establish it okay. further. <laughs> a really intriguing case. A little bit of a, a warning to people. This is a bit gross. Not gross as in grim, as in sad or upsetting. It's just a bit ew in places. <laughs> okay. So I'm intrigued. There we go. Sometimes you're dealing with doctors, it's going to get a little bit eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit oozy. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> Okay. Now, this story has been written about only a few times, but I will give absolute credit at the start as, as one of the writers that we've often said is such an amazing resource. Linda Stratman, who wrote The Secret Poisoner. She is an author. She writes fiction. She writes, writes a huge amount. She did some of the best coverage of this story that we can tell you today. It is a tale of poison, Nick. Nice. How does one normally get poisoned? Through things one, one has eaten. Very good. Very or, good. Or drunken. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Or through a poisoned arrow. Or oh, a poisoned arrow is nice. Or yeah, going yeah. through the jungle and getting hit by a poisoned dart. Yes. Quite frequently happens in Canterbury. We yeah. can't move for arrow poisonings. Yeah. 
but generally orally, yeah? Generally by eating something through the mouth, yes, indeed. Yeah, by injection, as you said, yes. or by being pierced and things. But um, some people use quite bizarre methods to uh, get poison into you. Okay, now uh, my mind is going to all sorts of places now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let your mind go to quite a far place now, okay. <laughs> with a little brief aside, before we get into our main story. There was a case in Finland. Nice. But a man, he murdered two wives. Yeah. Uh, the second wife, he murdered with the help of his mistress, who was his housemate. And then he killed his mistress uh, by putting a dab of arsenic and flour on his finger. Mm. And the finger in... Yes. Somewhere. 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 A lady's area. A lady part. A lady part. <laughs> a lady part was... No, no, Nick is just <laughs> coiling I mean, into I'm it, going to so. oh, like no, this. No, 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 no. Yes, he... Um, yeah, would that work? Yes. With the arsenic? It does. It does. How intriguing. He did suppose, uh, apply. Yes, I, yes, it's going to get into the bloodstream. One was a, there is. are many a membrane. Exactly. It, it's so. the membranes and those sorts of things. Yeah. Of the vagina, Nick, let's just say it. Did you have to say Did you have to say it? I could say vulva instead you if you want to. Say the, <laughs> did you have to say all the words. Did you have to say any of it? Nick, just understand. They are normal words. They are good no, words. No, they're not. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> mildly amusing is that the mistress. That was mildly amusing. Did help him kill his first wife. Uh, okay, how? I, I don't know whether she was just ushering him in or anything, or just or there's some sort of threesome it. thing going on there. Maybe there was. With, with but then he killed an extra her. Finger. He killed her the same way. No, that, I mean that's that's very naive of the mistress. I feel it's not a good basis for a relationship, is no, it? Not at all. <laughs> and again, this is so sad for the mistress. She did suspect and knew that he'd done it, and apparently, despite repeated applications of lotions. <laughs> She still died. I'm sorry she died. I I shouldn't laugh. No, it shouldn't (laughs) laugh. That's a lot of lotion. It's a lot of lotion. I mean, it's it's ingenious. I mean, it is certainly the first time in in almost three years that we have heard of such an application. Um, (laughs) So he gets points for ingenuity, I feel. Mm. I mean, who Um. knows how many other people have succeeded. Mm. The problem with this is that the the area does become somewhat swollen and inflamed. I'm intrigued because if you you drink or eat arsenic, obviously it goes into your stomach and you're very ill, you're violently, you're sick and all this sort of stuff. I don't know how that works in the opposite direction. Still ill, still not still not well, but that area gets all the gets effect of it. Gets very inflamed and... Un- yes, not, not pleasant at all. Uh, uh. Not, no, I mean, there were descriptions that I could not read out. Oh, no, I want the descriptions. No, 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 no. You really don't. You would say I want the descriptions and then I'd start reading them and then you would just scream under your pillow for <laughs> six years. So the case we're about to cover does not involve lusty applications... <laughs> well, boo, it should. <laughs> ...of various venoms. You will have more than a little sympathy for the victim involved by the time we're finished. Okay. But we are going to tell the tale of the Great Burden Slow Poisoning Case. The Great Burden Slow Poisoning Case. Yes. For we are in Great Burden near Darlington. Oh, right. I thought that was the person's name or something. No. That's a place. Oh, okay, fine. In 1855. And nice. if you can find me a more British sounding name then I'd like to hear it. Great burden in Darlington. They make crystal in Darlington. They do, they do. Make some lovely glasses. I don't think they figure in this story. But but, but elbow it in if you want to, that's fine. <laughs> so, we, okay. as I said, we're in eight, Great Burden, 1855, and Mrs. Jane Wooler is feeling a little unwell. Oh dear. 
Now, Jane is a woman of 40. She is married to Joseph Wooler. And they have had a very happy marriage, live a comfortable lifestyle, no children. They have only a 27-year-old maid named Anne Taylor who serves the house. They live very amicably together. He is a very nice income from his family. There are various farms that he has inherited and he takes a salary from that. Um, she has an allowance, annuity from her family. The pair liked to travel. They had spent time in India. Oh, fancy. And they were known to be contented and well-liked in the area. They were said to be a little overly wrought with sickness. <laughs> Mainly they were described as constitutional invalids. That's uh, I mean that's not that's more than a little overall with illness. That's a hypochondriac. Yeah. Constitutional <laughs> constitutional invalid. Oh yeah. I mean that's a dramatic turn of phrase. They were yeah, they were known for taking a, a very keen interest in their health and yeah. a sort of a paranoid interest in it really. Yeah, they traveled to India and all They did of places. when they traveled to India, they traveled with a huge amount of medicines. <laughs> they would take their own medicines with them because it was long sea journeys and what if they got ill? Oh, yeah, what if they absolutely. got ill? Brilliantly, when they came back from India, they came back with an entire basket full of mysterious tinctures and potions from their trip to the east that they had just bought. Mainly opium-based, I feel. It could <laughs> have been... A lot of morphine going on there. Any old shit was in there. Uh, very proud of it. Very proud yeah. of it. No one else is going to have this sort of exciting shit going on. Exactly. So, yeah. Now, they kept these remedies in the house and uh, there were also local remedies and, and medicines that they had procured and they stored all about the place. But by May 1855, Jane Willis seemed to be suffering from more than just a dramatic cough. <laughs> After dinner and one night, a dinner of pig's cheek and beef with soup. Could have been any of those, Nick. Pig's cheek, beef and soup. I'm, I'm glad we went with the bees. Yes, you'll see about the bees later. But after this, this sumptuous meal, she awoke the next day with bouts of vomiting, terrible, terrible stomach oh. pains. So, symptoms we may be familiar with. The husband dutifully calls in Dr. Thomas Jackson, Dr. Jackson, to examine her. Now, when he examines her, he finds that Jane has red eyes, shortness of breath, dry throat, terrible stomach pains, uh, mucus discharge from the bowels. Delightful. 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 He sees immediately that this is flu. (laughs) Quite right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tells her to go to bed for a week. Yep. Gives her flu medicine. Some generic flu medicine. Just medicine. It's just it's just lies in a bottle. <laughs> Visits her regularly over the course of this week. It doesn't help. She's getting worse no. and worse. She's not getting any better. She's throwing up regularly now. Uh, she has the runs, and now there is blood in the stools as well. So, so none of, none of this is looking good. No, no, not encouraging. She has two female friends caring for her, acquaintances from the community, as well as Anne Taylor, the maid who is looking over her. Uh, husband watches on. He is uh, he's a pious man he's a very kind of you know sort of stoic character but he will look in on her every day every, at least once a day he yes. will look on in on his potentially dying wife read scripture to her of a night i mean who doesn't love that who doesn't love that when you're very very ill absolutely hear about how you're going to die for your <laughs> sins dr jackson applies various treatments hmm. for each of the individual symptoms okay fine yes i see where he's going with that so and i'm just really hoping one of these treatments is bees it's not bees, unfortunately. So he gives sedatives for the vomiting, yep. opiates for the diarrhea. Yeah, yep, yep. Go with that. Um, doesn't seem to do the trick though. He's he's sort of treating each symptom individually and giving her more drugs. She's not getting better. <laughs> okay. God. And Doctor Jackson, I will say straight away, very much seems to be the observing type of. 
Hmm, I see, Doctor. <laughs> While the patient spews vomit across the room Delightful. and the female friends are being sprayed by all manner of bodily fluids, he's just like, hmm, must try and treat that symptom that I've not seen today. <laughs> Jane is fed a lovely diet of milk, arrowroot, rice, barley, beef tea, plus whatever tonic the doctor gave her to make it look like he knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> At one point, Jackson, Dr. Jackson remarks that he needs to get some medicine and Mr. Wooler goes, oh, do you want some of my big <laughs> basket of mystery here? And he brings over the huge rattling bag of drugs of all the tinctures nice. from the East that are barely labelled and weird... And he's just, yeah, again, he's just been, I've been collecting these and all of my travels just in case something befalls us. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's try this. <laughs> let's try this, maybe. He does notice within there, there is a particular solution, which is a variant in arsenic. Nice. Arsenic alarm. Arsenic alarm. Arsenic alarm. Let's get that out of the way, people. <laughs> but he doesn't really decide to give it to Mrs. Wooler. He's nice. like, this, this okay. is nice. Thank you for showing me your box of horrors. Now, as I said, the family and helpers are desperately trying to get food and water into Jane Wooler. Mm -hmm. She is vomiting. She's purging consistently. She needs to be nourished. And she's bedridden. Everything is coming back up. So there's only one answer, Nick. See, how you started this, I'm thinking the, the food's going in the other way. She must be fed by enema, Nick. She must exactly. This is how it's going to work. Enemas. Yes, that is I mean, a solution to that, everything. Does that can can one be fed by enema? No, no, I didn't think so. I've not heard of that one. Absolutely, I feel not. it's more of a cleansing sort of action. It is something that people thought at the time would work. Yeah. They thought if you gave someone an enema of various liquidy foods, that it would be absorbed into the body. Maybe you would have to pump it pretty far up. 400 miles of intestine or something going on in there. Yeah. That you would have to get it through before it came into the stomach. Yes. And it, the, awful <laughs> things would happen. happen before yeah. then Exploding, as well. mainly. Yes. <laughs> it does not get absorbed into the body that way. At the time, they thought that you would be able to absorb the nourishment. No. 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 None of that. So... There we go. So Jane's having a lovely time. <laughs> they didn't know that. They whip up a nice mixture of the health tonic that the doctor had prescribed. Mm. Two eggs, cod liver oil, just a tablespoon of milk, nice. and a dash of laudanum. Excellent. Mm. Quite the cocktail, Nick. Does sound quite, I mean, you could have given me that as an ingredient. You could have given me a recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. I could have. Poor Jane Wooler. She has suffered enough. <laughs> she really I feel. has. And now she's being flipped over and force fed. The maid has to do this, by the way. Yeah, doctors are not going anywhere near that. Not at all. No. <laughs> Maids, I am not paid enough for this. <laughs> so the poor woman is really not well. And now this, which is not going to no, help her. No, but the not. doctor is insisting. Now, around this time, Dr. Jackson's assistant, a druggist named George Hensel, he is a, he is a doctor as well. He is called in to help and was probably met by a horrible sight, by the way, as well, especially if he came in at feeding time. <laughs> Hello, here's your aspirin. Oh, God, why? <laughs> Suspended by our ankles up on the ceiling or something. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give shout out to George Hensel, to Dr. Hensel in this, because he's the only one who seems to be observing. Who's going, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, sees his symptoms and thinks, thinks anyone considered this could be poison he genuinely considers this but he is an assistant mm. he is nervous about saying that aloud we've talked about this before if you have suspicions about poison is one thing mm. saying it out loud in front of people that is a massive accusation it's a big accusation absolutely and if you're not sure yeah. 
he's nervous so he sits on it for a couple of days mm. and then he says to dr jackson what he thinks and jackson immediately says yes i was thinking the same thing really really were you i'm gonna go out on a limb he bloody wasn't he bloody he bloody, wasn't. bloody wasn't bloody wasn't he was sitting there going i don't know what to do i don't know what's going on help everything i've oh, read yes, i thought that too yes everything i've read about <laughs> dr jackson he is winging his way through this <laughs> case with a prayer and a hope anytime anyone suggests something he goes yes that's just what i thought i thought that absolutely i've always thought it was poisoning oh thank god he said something i don't know he claims though dr jackson he says he doesn't want to mention poisoning because it could make him liable for slander that is a problem in so many words he's like if he says poison that is then accusing the husband of murdering his attempting to murder his wife exactly that's a big claim to make he could have a lawsuit brought against him his career is over so he's cautious hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But it's now June. And Mr. Wooler is fully fed up with Dr. Jackson. <laughs> he he doesn't fire him, but he calls in another doctor. I could only imagine Dr. Jackson again saying that, yes, I, that was my thinking too. <laughs> I'm shit at my job. I thought it all along. Please bring someone else in. Dr. Divi. Divi. Dr. Divi. Dr. Divi does attend. Claims nothing is wrong with her. It's fine. She'll get better. Leaves. Great. Excellent, Dr. Debbie. Excellent work. Dr. Jackson pops his head around the corner. He's not been fired yet, but he's still got ideas. He says, I think she has consumption. Oh, for fuck's sake. She may well die, but it's consumption. Mr. Wooler's saying, okay, you didn't think to mention this weeks ago Mm. when you started your... What are you doing? What are you doing? So by now, another doctor has been brought in. You've got Dr. Jackson agreeing with everything and just making shit up on the spot. His assistant, Dr. Hensel, who seems seems to have a good idea seems of things, to know what he's talking about yeah. but he's just the kind of the assistant mm. and there's a bit of a hierarchy struggle going on sure. here you've had one temporary doctor who's fucked off now you have dr hasselwood okay dr hasselwood is he any better he comes in comes to examine the patient sends for dr hensel the assistant okay 
because he wants him to listen to her chest because he feels Dr. Hensel has the better ear. So I'm just going to conclude that Dr. Hasselwood is deaf. He's deaf, yeah. We have a deaf doctor. Dr. Jackson refuses to send his assistant because he is insulted. Dr. Jackson needs to get over himself. He's <laughs> shit. Also, don't hire a deaf doctor. What are you doing? Why the Perhaps he's not deaf. Perhaps. Well, no. I, he's I, not good. Well, no. I, I feel that's. I feel that's quite sort of refreshing. A doctor there who knows his limitations. He needs another opinion from someone. Mm. He's not going. Yes, I know everything. I can solve this. Like the other doctor who's yeah. and is bollocking his way through it and just making everything up as he goes <laughs> along. This is a man who's going. No, I need some assistance from someone else. Mm. So good for. I say good for him. It would be good for him if he was benevolent enough to really look after Mrs. Wooler's interests in the long term. What's actually really happening here is that he's saying to the assistant, I want you to come in. He hasn't, as a courtesy, and as most doctors would, gone to the other doctor. Mm. Would you come along with your assistant and give me a second opinion? It's a very nasty bickering thing going on. And all it does is result in Jackson being pissy with him, him not really repairing things, him just going, oh, okay, he's just being annoying. No one is listening to this woman's chest. Well, if he knows if he, if he asks Jackson to come along and bring his assistant, then Jackson's just going to bluff his way out of it and this is the assistant's not going to get a look in about doing anything. So he goes straight to the assistant, but then Jackson takes umbrage. Oh, it's yeah. very complicated. It's very complicated. And Mr. Wooler is just being confronted with this... Sh- shit show of doctors I mean she's been dead for about six months by yeah. point, surely. <laughs> someone's stumbling around going it's this it's this what I'm deaf what Dr. Hasselwood is no more wiser to Jane's condition than the others mm. are he has tried different treatments and nothing has worked she is still not keeping food down so the enemas continue delightful we also can safely assume that this treatment is not helping because the woman is getting no. weaker by the day no. she's not getting the nourishment she needs she's not getting any food she is really deteriorating so by this stage how can we know what is really affecting her Jane Willett is not getting any nourishment she is getting sicker and she's also probably quietly dying from humiliation yeah. from all of the daily enemas What's worse is that the eggy, oily, milky mixture is starting to clog up the apparatus. Oh, God. I mean, wash it. Wash the apparatus. You would think. You would think. Oh, no, it gets better, Nick. It gets oh, better. God. It gets so much worse. Dr. Wooler, he actually knows another surgeon. He, he's, he's quite well connected. Borrows some equipment from him. Uh, a colleague named Mr. Fothergill. Borrows is the active word because yeah. he's going to give that shit back. Well, fine, give it back. But wash it first. You would think. In the background, while all of this is carrying on, Hensel, Dr. Hensel, the only sane one amongst them, has been trying to test Jane's vomit and urine. He's been conducting tests rather than shoving more drugs into her. Good for you, Mr. Hensel. Well done, you. Through his tests, he has found traces of arsenic. Of course, Jackson and Hazelwood keep saying, oh yes, I thought of it first. I thought of it too. And they're <laughs> slapping each other behind the scenes like, get off, get off, get off. They agree with whatever he says. Like, yep, mm. definitely. We thought it was poison. We thought it from the start. So now Jackson and Hazelwood give Mrs. Wooler antidotes. They start giving her antidotes. This coincides with the time that Mr. Wooler is away from the house. <laughs> and Jane suddenly improves. Well, hmm. But only briefly. She soon deteriorates again and they're back to square one. 
at one point dr hensel he's been collecting these urine samples and he's been storing them in the house he's been trying to collect as many urine samples you've got to, you've got to keep them you can't test them every single day yeah. keeps them in the coach house he goes to ann taylor and says where are the urine samples they were all in the coach house i can't find them and she says don't worry i'll go i'll go and get one for you comes back gives him a urine sample <gasps> she's in on it and he says well where did you get that and he says i found it in the coach house it's definitely in there yeah it's fine was it still warm by any chance <laughs> she was just pushing down her skirts at the time interestingly enough that's inconclusive mm, that test sneaky maid but the more they examine mrs wooler the more that the three doctors conclude that she has been poisoned slowly they are absolutely sure that arsenic has been administered do they say anything to anyone oh no no they do not mention a word of it to Mr. Wooler, nor do they do it to the police. Fearing that their reputations would suffer, should they have made a mistake or have accused the wrong person, they say nothing. They are too afraid to be wrong. And so Mrs. Wooler continues to slowly die. It's not up to them to accuse anyone. They just have to go to the police and say, this woman is being poisoned by someone. And then they go, it was you. So. They write to experts and colleagues trying to build evidence with their theories. They ask for opinions. They've sent off urine samples. They send off a list of symptoms. They are the three of them working together in so much of a word. And everyone they write to, they write to, writes back saying, yeah, very much looks like poison. Yeah, yeah you're right. This Do something ca- about it. This carries on for weeks and they still don't report it. Oh, Without strong legal proof that the husband was guilty of poisoning his wife, who were they to report it and risk their jobs? Dr. Hasselwood would later say, divulging our suspicion of poison at that time could not save the life of the sufferer, but if it came to her knowledge, that shock would hasten the final event. Oh, balls. Yeah. No, it might damage his career. Yeah. Or his reputation. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's absolutely bollocks. Absolute bullshit. On June 26th, after battling her symptoms for weeks on end, Jane Wooler died. Her husband was said to show little emotion, mm. but in the quieter times would weep by her bedside. He was known to be a stoic man. Dr. Hensel, the one who was good at his yes. job, came to speak to him and offered him some condolences. And after they spoke, Mr. Wooler said to him, let's go outside and watch the beehive. <laughs> And the two men stood in the garden watching the bees. <laughs> bees! Really? I just thought that really? was a lovely aside. And you were going to have a go at me <laughs> for that connection. And you've gone, oh, they saw some bees. It was just remarked upon in the writing. And I thought it was a lovely aside that they went out to watch mm. some bees. Mm. Bees. Mm. I mean, it's bees. a lovely thing. It's a lovely thing. Back to nature. <laughs> or this sort of... <laughs> and yes, and they watched the bees and a honey badger came bounding over I, the fence. I, th- I think we can call it even on that one. It was just a detail that couldn't have been missed. A delightful detail, but I think... We I can gave call you other options. I gave you other options, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> bees, though, they stood and watched the bees. You know your wife is dead. I know, but the bees. The bees. The bees. Coming to bees. The three doctors, Jackson, Hensel, and Hasselwood, all did the post-mortem themselves, probably jostling each other out of the wing. <laughs> and may get at her. 
Her insides had numerous ulcers. Her stomach was inflamed and, and fell apart at the touch. Her organs were taken out. Lots of samples were taken up, out by Dr. Jackson and the others, sealed up for further evidence before she was eventually laid to rest. Now, Dr. Jackson then wrote to Mr. Wooler, mm. probably is next door at this stage, doesn't go round and says, we pretty much think your wife has been poisoned. Bye. <laughs> Runs down the street. Didn't deign to call round and say it in person. Oh, God, no. Mr. Wooler apparently at this point um, confronts his staff and is saying, this is what the finding of the inquest is. My wife has been poisoned. How could poison have gotten into my wife? What has happened? And Taylor goes, it wasn't in the food. I mean, that made seem stodgy. Her and her supplies of wee. I mean, <laughs> she... Mm, she was known for her supplies she's of known wee for about her, she's the town. Good. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she seems dodgy. Well, it wasn't in the food, she said. Good, we can cross that off. Wooler also then at that point returned the borrowed enema kit to Fothergill. Not washed it, not cleaned it out. Does it, does it, does it say uncleaned? It very much does. Oh, because Father Because Gill gets it. Sort of puts it in a drawer and goes, thanks very much. And sort of show, <laughs> shoves that closed. But it is important. The oh. detail of that is important because gross as it is that he was just like, here, we use this. There we go. He shoves that back in the drawer. But later on, he would, after hearing the details of the inquest that were to follow, he took the enema kit out and tested the substance that was in it that was supposed to be injected in the yes. areas. And he tested it and he found traces of arsenic. So that's interesting. So the arsenic can be absorbed in such a way, but nutrients and such, food-wise, cannot. Or, I've learned a new thing. Or it may not have been absorbed that way, but the... But they just tried. Whoever, they tried. Whoever was perpetrating it was no more wiser than the experts. Very true. Yes, they assumed it would be. If so, a doctor is yeah. shoving stuff up well, there... Well, absolutely. They're saying this is the way to feed her. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. Mm. You would trust... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, there was a lot of noises yeah, there, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> but by now, rumours are starting to spread through the town and the three doctors have done more tests and concluded the presence of poison in Mrs. Wooler's body. Mr. Wooler is starting to arouse suspicion. He's being snubbed in the street. Oh. An inquest is held and Mrs. Mr. Wooler, full of rage, talks at the inquest saying the doctors gave all manner of potions and poisons and medicines to his wife and that she never got better. Their prodding and incompetence had led to her death. And Jackson, Dr. Jackson, had been arrogant all the way through and put his own career first, not divulging information when he should have. Putting his career first instead of the needs of his mm, patient. Absolutely. Mr. Wooler wept as he recalled his last conversation with his wife and he testified oh. that he would receive no life insurance from his wife's death. He stood to gain nothing. I feel sorry for Mr. Wooler. That seems very sad. It's that fucking maid. What? The jury returned a verdict of poisoning, but they did not name a potential killer. Good. They could have done so. Back then they could say, oh, we reckon it was we this guy. think it was him. But they didn't. They, of course, said the doctors were blameless in all of this. Of you know, each of their own. In the meantime, it was clear that someone had been steadily, slowly poisoning Jane Wooler. And if the doctors weren't to blame, then it only followed that the husband must be the culprit. Mm. Bad feeling was directed at Mr. Wooler and Jane's brother, William Brecknell, gave a deposition before the local justices of the peace, saying that Joseph did feloniously of malice of forethought and with intent to kill administer poison to said Jane Wooler. Oh, that seems harsh. 
Mm. Never liked him, though. Mm. Never liked him. Apparently, there was bad blood. Mm. So Joseph Wooler is charged with murder in August of 1855. Mrs. Wooler is dug up again for examination. Let the goddamn woman rest. Yeah, absolutely. She has suffered enough. We know she's been poisoned. Leave her be. But evidence of arsenic is absolutely certain at this stage there are many many tests all manner of people are testing prodding through the remains of this woman it is concluded Mm. that she had arsenic in her body and that she had been poisoned slowly steadily over time enough that it would have killed her now people ask you know had she been taking arsenic medicinally you know was maybe the fashion the pathologists and the doctors at the time go no that's madness no no even if she you know she was a hypochondriac so maybe she was taking arsenic as a little bit of a tonic but the thoughts are that it was enough over time that it couldn't just be a small tonic each day it's clearly going to kill her it was thought at the trial that the poison must have come from wooler's little basket of treasures but they couldn't conclude that the poison in her system was actually from any of the bottles yeah, in the basket. Who knows what's in the basket? Those bottles had been reused. They had been used for samples. They had been emptied out and used in all manner of mm. things during her illness. How could they know whether any of that arsenic had ended up in her system? The fact that she was full of arsenic was not up for debate. No one, <laughs> no one debated no that. One not even the defence. They were like, okay, well, she was full of arsenic. of arsenic. But there was no evidence to suggest that Mr. Wooler had been the one yeah. to kill her. The ongoing bungling and stupid behaviour of the doctors led the judge to conclude that their behaviour was reprehensible. Good. I approve of Mr. Judge. He himself said he was unable to conclude that the husband had been able to repeatedly poison his wife. The defence team labelled the doctors as childish, Mm. silly, utterly devoid of sense. Yeah. And infamous in the extreme. I, yeah, I'll go with that. Apart from Hensel, he seemed to know what was going on, but he was a junior doctor. He couldn't he couldn't go up against the bosses. So even so, he didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Could have reported at any point. They had spent from the eighth of June to the twenty seventh of June watching her die, mm. knowing that poison was present. Yeah. But too afraid to say anything for oh. fear of their reputation. Now, before the jury make the decision in classic old-timey way where the judge goes they definitely didn't do it (laughs) yes it wasn't him but let make up your own mind but it wasn't him the judge has said all of this the judge allegedly said he would later deny this but it was recorded that he'd said i may observe that if i were to make a surmise there was one person upon whom my fancy would rest rather than the poisoner Mm. but he never said who it was it's the maid it's the bloody maid the jury took 10 minutes to find Joseph Wooler not guilty. Good, good. I approve entirely. Not guilty. He walked free. Many people lambasted the doctors for their actions, while others in their profession defended them, saying it was their right to gather evidence before accusing anyone. They had to be absolutely sure. And this clearly wasn't a cut and dried case because it hadn't been proved in court. It's not their place to accuse people, though. Just to say, this person is being poisoned. Someone else can do the accusing. That's what the police are for. I'm with you on that. (laughs) I think clearly we have demonstrated these were not the brightest bulbs in the shop. And I suppose the times were different. Times were different. No, I mean... But not that much so. Well... (laughs) If, if we can conclude anything from this, doctors, the greatest mm. poison of them all. Yeah, indeed. But still, no one was convicted, so who could have done it? Nick, as you have pointed out, 
there are people who feel that Anne Taylor was responsible. Yeah, she seems a dodgy one. How do we know? It wasn't the food! It definitely wasn't the food! Don't take my acting of her voice as evidence to go back and go, I have proven it! I have proven it! But was Anne Taylor, on one hand, jealous of Mrs. Wooler? Maybe she developed an infatuation with Mr. Wooler? Maybe the couple weren't as nice to her. Or maybe Mrs. Wooler wasn't as nice to her. Well, well, indeed, we don't know much about her. Perhaps she was a very unpleasant woman. Who knows? That that is very true. Anne Taylor would go on to serve Mr. Wooler in his home until his death, 16 years later. Mm. He left her £50 in his will, one-off lump sum of £50, and also a £50 annuity for the rest of her life. Okay. She lived until a ripe old age. So, if Anne Taylor did it, she definitely had means. She was prepping yeah. the food. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she absolutely had the opportunity to, to do that, most certainly. He had no gain from it. There was no life insurance. I mean, unless... I mean, we don't know much about their relationship prior to the the events. So, mm. But yes, potentially they hated each other. And the, Maybe. <laughs> and, and there was some hugely bad blood between them. And he was just delighted to get rid of her. Yeah. But it certainly doesn't sound like that. The way he behaved, he was seems to be distraught mm. um, and incredibly upset that his wife has, has died so well, well people would say that he wasn't being distraught that he was being very sensible at the time now there's lots of hearsay around that that he didn't some people say he didn't display enough of uh, um, sadness when she mm. died others who would say well Anne Taylor others who were in the household said no he would weep by her side but th- you know is this just a very stoic British man who's well, not going I mean, to tear rend his garments in the street absolutely as was the style of the time yeah. Um, it is yeah it's not the done thing to display such things in public but mm. yes in, in private then yeah he's he's distraught and crying by his wife's bedside and such, such like I don't believe it was him but the maid but you, certainly you, had you, needs. You have portrayed the maid in an evil way. So <laughs> I, see, I'm I going didn't with say that. anything about the maid, well, no, but you took it as I did, the maid. I did, absolutely. No, there's a, there's a few things mm. you said there. I thought, she, did, oh, she did. She did turn up with a, a nice of... hot steaming batch of urine sample. Yeah, at well, one that. Point. I mean, absolutely. I mean, mm. where did that come from? Well, unless she was in on it with him, and that he got rid of the urine samples, and she gave him the urine samples. So, so either they're in it but together. But they didn't shack up afterwards or anything. She didn't. Well, she, suddenly she become... served him for the rest of his life. Yeah, but... she lived with him for the rest of his life. But as a maid. Lots of comforting. If you if you're well, but I mean, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, potentially was that. But it doesn't. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe she was just very happy to have her out of the way yeah. and be I his mean, lovely would, maid. Would you kill someone to continue to be their maid? If you're going, if you're going to kill the wife, you would want to be the next wife. Yeah. Not well, would that be so obvious or, though? Well, it doesn't matter if it's obvious or not. He's been found yeah. not. He's he's not been found. He can't guilty. be tried twice. Yeah, exactly. He's not. He's been found not guilty of this. So. Who cares if people talk in the village or whatever? He's already been accused of murdering his wife. Is it that weird mm. dynamic? I think it's like a... I think there's been plays or an inside number nine about it where, you know, the servant is just is just so devoted and so happy to carry mm. on and has done away with the old woman. Or maybe he really did it. Yeah. Maybe he really did it. And it was... Someone was poisoning that woman. Someone was poisoning that woman. I'm going with the maid. I mean, potentially she was the the woman. She wasn't very nice. The wife wasn't very nice, yeah. um, and the maid had an ish had issue or something with that. Yeah. It's a thinker, isn't it? It's is a curious one. I, the, I approve. The doctors dicking about. Oh, they let's call about. it yeah. that. I mean, they they could have, they they could have saved, saved her. her. They, they could have saved her, and if they had taken her out of that house, yep. if they had just been bold and said, "Look, this is happening," they did not need to spend. 
you know, I think it was it ended up being six weeks or something like that. Certainly three weeks where they were like, okay, yeah. this woman's being poisoned. You could have just done something. You yep. could have, at that time, probably moved her. They could have saved that woman's life. There were three of them. It wasn't just one guy. It was there were three of them. They could have saved her life, and they were just being too arrogant. And I don't know what the, if they knew what the arrogant fuck they and were afraid. doing. Yeah, and terrified and, of and, their and reputation. incompetent. I'm sorry, mm. they were incompetent. None of them could recognise arsenic poisoning for a fair while. Come on, come on! God damn it! <laughs> well, there we go. That is the story. I mean, that is a good story. Great, well done, you. Great burden, slow poisoning <laughs> case. Slow poisoning. Really, really spells it out there, doesn't it? Really it? Does. It's a good. It's a thinker. Well, what like do that. you think, people? What do you think happened in this case? Do you have thoughts? Do you have theories? Do you have ideas about what happened? Do you think it was the maid? Do you think it was the husband? Is there a third person we haven't even considered? Was it one of the bloody doctors? <laughs> It was the doctor. <laughs> Trying to make a name for themselves accidentally. Are doctors the greatest poison of them all? Or is it merely arsenic? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of the social media post wherever you listen to this episode. Send us messages. Tell your friends. Share it. Get a debate going over a dinner party. <laughs> but most importantly, if you are going to do that, you need to mix yourself up. A honey badger. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. Works well with a bottle of wine as well. Um, <laughs> but yes, have a honey badger. It's great. The recipe will be out on Friday. I appreciate yellow chartreuse is not something that everyone has. I imagine. Try it without. I think it'll still be quite nice. I think try it with some other sort of herbally thing. A bit of Jaeger might work. Mm. Something like that. Mix it up. Let us know what you think delicious and most importantly come and join us on patreon if you haven't already check out our merch store send us suggestions of more stories more cases that you'd like us to cover we do read every single message that we get thank you so much to everyone who has already sent stuff through to us thanks for listening guys we have been the people inside the poisoner's cabinet we will see you next week and remember your loved ones are Trying to kill you. Bye.